Welcome to the Sustainability Research Pod, a podcast where you hear about applied research into education and sustainability. This podcast is brought to you by members of the Sustainability Research Group hosted at London Southbank University. This episode is a recording from the Sustainability and Climate Action Conference hosted at London Southbank University in November 2020. This keynote address is titled, How Can We Create Retail Installations That Don't Cost the Earth? Delivered by Gemma Roos, Founder and Creative Director at Studio XAG. Hi, everyone. I started Studio Zag in 2009 with Xavier, my then boyfriend, and is now my husband. And we were both uh, studying creative subjects. So I was studying fashion design and he studied product design at Central St. Martins. And we were both freelancing in the industry when we were students. So I was doing a lot of illustration and prop making and kind of helping out as and where I could with um, projects that were in the retail sphere. So we knew a couple of people who worked in that sphere, luckily for us, and we were sort of asked to help out on various things. And as we spent more time doing that, we realized that our skill sets really complemented each other. And um, Zav was very much doing sort of construction, here's a hundred chairs, turn it into something fabulous for a showroom. Um, whereas I was doing, yeah, illustration, styling, and the two of us just sort of gravitated to each other to build something bigger and better because we, when we worked together, we could deliver a lot more. I think that's a brilliant introduction. So um, our attendees are really looking forward to hearing more about how retail's adapting to the climate emergency. Um, and we're just really looking forward to your keynote. So with that, I'll, I'll hand over to you. The retail sector is known for its constantly changing trends and high turnover of product. The spaces where the products are sold, i.e. the stores themselves, can also be ever-changing to reflect this promotion of newness. This results in a large impact on the planet. So today I'm going to be looking at how we can create retail installations that don't cost the earth. Um, my name's Gemma, as you know, I founded Studio Zag in 2009, as I was just saying, with my now husband, Xavier. We really had an ambition to create the most exciting and creative retail experiences in the world. We worked day and night to make work that had the power to stop people in their tracks, to spark emotion, and to make people want to discover more. 11 years later, we are now an agency of over 25 people, working on a global scale from our main studios and workshops in East London and our European base in Amsterdam. Um, we create wow moments. It's what gets us out of bed in the morning. Wow captures a whole range of emotions, surprise, disbelief, delight. For us, it's about impact and impression. It's about making the extraordinary to provoke a reaction. We tell stories through inspiring retail environments, from show-stopping bespoke installations and immersive events to pop-up stores and global window rollouts. Our work is really intended to create a buzz, to attract attention and ultimately promote a product or a brand or some sort of launch, communicating a unique story in a specific time and place, and that's usually in a physical store environment. So we design and build installations that have a short lifespan. Our work celebrates newness and exists to get ex consumers excited about purchasing new product. 
this is problematic. Our industry is wasteful, even throwaway by its very nature. We've become increasingly conscious of this over the past few years, and we've started to imagine that we could maybe do things better. In 2018, we launched a sustainability initiative to research and improve our processes, operations and output so that we can offer a more sustainable approach to the brands that we work with. Uh, we've got an in-house cross-department green team which touches every aspect of our business. So that's from our design strategy right through to waste management. We're really approaching this topic from all angles to make a positive change one step at a time. And we really believe that this is fundamental to the future of our industry. And together, we've developed a four-point framework to guide us in the right direction. Work Smart is about evaluating each part of the business, measuring our material usage, flights, energy bills, carbon footprint, and then making improvements upon those things. Stronger Together is about seeking out and collaborating with like-minded clients, suppliers, and specialists to enrich our approach and sharing our newfound knowledge to make progress together. Drive change means questioning our supply chain and switching to more sustainable materials and processes as standard. It's also about using our platform to encourage change and innovation. And Create for the Future is all about taking responsibility for the life cycle of the things that we create, giving them a life beyond the shop floor, reusing, repurposing, donating, saving them from the bin, essentially. So what have we achieved so far? Through assessing every stage of our process, we were able to make incremental changes to things like waste providers and energy sources. We switched to 100% LED lighting. We ensured that none of our waste went to landfill. And all of those small changes led to a reduction in our scope one carbon footprint by 24.7% from 2018 to 2019, which we're really, really proud of. In addition to these operational changes, we feel it's also important to enrich our community and to give back. That's why we've planted over 600 trees since launching our initiative. 100 of those were in a local school here in London. We've also partnered with a local charity to repurpose used materials for adventure playgrounds. We've offset 100 tonnes of carbon through a deforestation reduction programme in the Amazon and Offsetting, I feel, could be becoming a bit of a dirty word and it's not necessarily a long-term solution, but right now we believe that it is um, a positive step and every contribution helps. Though these incremental changes are important and we have lots more planned, what we've achieved in-house is relatively small in the grand scheme of things. We think that where we can make the most impact is by partnering with pioneering brands with shared values who use their platform to spread the message to reimagine consumption for the modern age and to innovate in product development and purchase. We're on a mission to use our creativity to tell their stories in authentic, inspiring and sustainable ways. Engagement in sustainability has deepened during the pandemic. It's become more important that consumers trust that brands are doing the right thing. McKinsey tells us that post lockdown, how and well post first lockdown how and where people shop has dramatically changed but the why is changing too the search for value is enormous and that's not just price people are more mindful of the purchases they're making as we enter a recession and we have uh, an increased awareness of the impact that shopping has on the planet we're seeing a rise in a more considered form of conscious consumption people are thinking more about who they shop with where the products come from, how it's been made and its impact on the 
planet and also the communities that make it. And that's good news for all of us long term, as it means that to stay relevant and future proof themselves, businesses need to behave more responsibly and to communicate it in a highly visible way. 90% of Gen Z believe that companies must act to help social and environmental issues. And it is happening. Business of Fashion tells us that as companies adjust to a new way of working and move from panic mode to problem solving, the industry's leaders are also looking to the future with hope. Many see an opportunity to reset, modernize the sector, to shift to more environmentally and socially responsible modes of working. Now is a really powerful moment in time, a chance to reset and to do things better. Uh, we believe that creativity and innovation will play a huge part in shaping retail's shift towards a more sustainable future. So how can we reset retail for a more sustainable future? I'm going to be looking at specific, specifically how we can create more sustainable physical retail installations, because that's what we do and what we know how to do. I'll take you through a few quick ideas by brands that are leading the way, and then I'll deep dive into a couple of our case studies that are informed by some of these ideas. Just a warning, you're about to hear a lot of R words. Recycled. Okay, so this one's really obvious, but it's important. Materiality is key in physical spaces and can speak volumes. The joyful interior of Amsterdam-based eyewear company Ace and Tate's shop in Antwerp is completely clad with terrazzo made with chips of recycled plastic sourced locally by Dutch startup Plasticite. Repurposed. Here is a brand taking care of their own waste and recycling it and giving it another life, repurposing it as a new material in store. Stella McCartney collected all of the waste paper from their head offices in London and repurposed it into a texture papier-mâché style material for the walls of their Bond Street store. They're also one of the only luxury brands that are completely vegan in their product offering, which is fantastic. Removed. Adidas Originals' new Carnaby Street store has got a variety of sustainable features, including this giant shoe sculpture, which is 3D printed from plastic that has been removed from the ocean. Adidas have got a long-standing partnership with Parley, a company that recovers plastic from the ocean and turns it into materials that Adidas then use to create new products. So they're actively removing materials that are damaging the environment and thus cleaning up the planet in the process of making new stuff. Reclaimed. Pentagon collaborated with American cannabis brand OneLog to convert a roadside gift shop into a cannabis dispensary using only two plant-based materials for the entire renovation. So that's redwood and linoleum. Located inside a 2000 year old redwood tree, which was converted into a building by loggers in the 1940s, the feeling of being inside a tree was enhanced by using 8,000 hand-cut wood bricks, which were made from locally sourced reclaimed redwood. Here you can see that reclaimed doesn't need to look shabby chic. Uh, it's used in a really contemporary and beautiful way. Responsible. A simple and responsibly sourced material can be used to dramatic effect. When ASOP landed in Zurich, they built the interior of their first store from recycled hoarding. Their second, the space is constructed entirely from a single modest yet texturally rich material, cork. Cork is as natural, sustainable, renewable and good for the environment as we can imagine a material to be. When cork is harvested, the trees aren't cut down. 
Instead, their bark is carefully stripped away by hand in a skilled trade that's passed down over generations. It takes between nine and 12 years for the bark to grow back thick enough to be harvested again. After harvest, as the trees begin to grow back their bark, they suck up five times more carbon from the atmosphere. They do this to fuel the photosynthesis that, that the regrowth requires, which makes it an absolutely incredible material. Recyclable. So if you're using virgin materials, then low impact, widely recyclable materials are best. Uh, using masses of the same material not only makes a strong visual impact, but it also makes the process of sourcing and recycling simple and easy. Here, papermaker GF Smith opened its first showroom in London, which included a gallery filled with an installation of colourful paper rolls, all sourced and produced in the UK. So we've looked at some ideas around materials, and now we're going to look at process. Rethink. This is especially important for temporary installations. Here we're looking at how we can disrupt the linear process of design, make, remove, dispose, and looking at renting and borrowing as an alternative. So for Dutch Design Week, Overtraders W created a pavilion made from 100% borrowed materials, which were then returned to their original owners once the event had finished, resulting in almost no ecological footprint. To do this, they had to construct the installation using no screws, glue, drills, or saws. So it requires a bit of creative thinking and a new approach to the design process, but it can be done with spectacular results and almost no waste. Regional. This one's pushing it a little bit, but really it's about thinking local. Avoiding transporting materials and props across continents keeps the carbon footprint low, especially in a situation like this, where the designers of K11 Museum in Hong Kong visited a local recycling facility to collect and repurpose materials which were on their way to landfill, transforming waste into otherworldly spectacular installations for a high-end mall. Reduce. Retailers invest a lot in 3D window creative to bring their brand stories to life in their windows. New installations are designed and built regularly to tell different stories that coincide with new product launches or marketing campaigns. The evolving window display is a really smart solution to tell a series of stories with one display or a kit of parts while keeping costs and environmental impact low. So here's a really simple example that we created for Y3 with a little trick up its sleeve. A freestanding metal structure holds the product and the brand messaging and the white backdrop secretly conceals an oversized 3D logo. So when the panels are removed and the logo is extruded and suspended within the frame for the second drop. This can happen on a much bigger scale over longer time periods. We're now working with clients to create windows that sit in situ for one to two years and evolve over that time to tell lots of different stories with less physical production, less shipping and less waste. Repeat. Many retailers use light boxes as a flexible way to tell multiple stories over time, as the staff can easily switch from one campaign graphic to the next. This year, we launched a return to base scheme with Napa Piri, so that anytime we deliver a new light box graphics to a Napa Piri store, it comes with the return label. The store staff simply return the used graphic to our supplier, who recycles it and turns it into new light box graphics. Refresh. Digitally-led stores are on the rise, as digital shopping and in-person shopping becomes more closely connected. 
Nike's new House of Innovation in Paris aims to blur the physical and the digital. And here the use of digital touch points allows the look of the store to be easily updated and refreshed without physically fabricating any new graphics or props. So the customer gets a different experience each time they visit. The whole store is completely fueled by clean energy through a partnership with the world's leading wind power company in Spain and over 85,000 kilos of sustainable material were used in the store design and the display fixtures. Reveal, bring the process to life in store. H&M's innovative new loop system allows the customer to recycle a garment in real time in front of their eyes. The garment that the customer brings in is cleaned, shredded into fibers and spun into new yarn, which is knitted into a completely new item. The system uses no water and no chemicals, thus having a significantly lower environmental impact than when producing garments from scratch. This bit of retail theater brings a unique product and experience to the consumer, bringing them into the process and bringing their sustainability message to life in a very tangible way. Reimagine. Brands can use their platform to inspire change on a bigger level. Pioneering department store Selfridges recently launched Project Earth, an initiative designed to explore different, more sustainable sales models. As part of the campaign, the department stores offering repair services, wardrobe hiring system, and the opportunity to sell old garments and buy pre-owned items as part of a larger effort to offer sustainable retail solutions to their clientele. As part of the initiative, Selfridges have released an aspirational set of commitments designed to transition the way they operate to a more sustainable model by 2025. This includes a program to pioneer new retail models and experiences and to drive down carbon across their operations in an effort to become net zero in the future. Selfridges are really at the forefront of innovation in retail and they bring it to people in such an inspiring way, showing that there is another way forward. At Studio Zag, we're on a mission to use our creativity to work with brands like Selfridges that are striving for progress towards a sustainable future, to help them tell their stories in authentic, inspiring and sustainable ways. We think it's about innovation, creativity and visibility to inspire change on a bigger level, to reimagine consumption for the modern age so that it's no longer damaging to the planet, but could actually maybe be a force for good. I'm going to take you through two case studies of projects we've delivered for our clients, which put some of these ideas into practice and deliver exciting retail installations that launch innovative, sustainable products with a minimal impact on the planet. If a product, initiative or brand can make a real difference, it needs to be communicated with maximum impact. We see retail spaces as a platform for a brand to tell their stories in a highly visible way. A strong sustainability message cuts through the noise when told in a bold, authentic and inspiring way. When you throw something away, there is no away. On hearing this quote, Anja Heimarsh felt inspired to launch a product which raised awareness around our excessive use of plastics and began to incorporate an innovative circular approach. The product of this thinking is I am a plastic bag, a range of accessories manufactured from recycled plastic bottles. It took over two years to develop the I am a plastic bag collection, but the journey started over 10 years ago when Anja Heimarsh launched the collection's predecessor, I am not a plastic bag. The I'm not a plastic bag tote was designed by Anja in 2007 
as part of a collaborative project with Antidote and Global Social Change Movement Shift. After thousands of people queued to purchase the tote, 80,000 on launch day, the project garnered huge press coverage globally, ignited the debate around the use of plastic bags and contributed to the eventual decision to charge for plastic bags in the UK. The British Retail Consortium estimated that in 2006, before the I'm Not a Plastic Bag project, the UK used 10.6 billion plastic bags. In 2010, after the project, this figure dropped to 6.1 billion. The problem is far from solved in 2020. The conversation has moved on from awareness to circularity, minimizing the production of virgin plastics by finding a way of using the plastic we already have. That's where I'm a plastic bag comes in. And here's a clip of Anya talking about the process. To make the bag, we had to recover the bottles, clean them, smash them, break them down into pellets, and then we melt them, pick them into fibres, and then we weave them into fabric. We then coat the fabric with the recycled PPP and make it into a really beautiful bag in our factory plots. Instead of doing a big launch event for London Fashion Week, the brand closed their London stores for three days and filled them with used plastic bottles as a showcase to connect people to the enormity of the problem of single-use plastic going to landfill. Here, Annie uses her space to raise awareness of a global problem and also prevents us with a product which, although it's not a silver bullet solution to the global problem, at least takes a positive step in the right direction. Closing the stores was an incredibly bold statement and a powerful way to use the space and for Anya to tell her story authentically, a move that was designed to get attention from the press to amplify the message. The project was featured in The Guardian, The Evening Standard, The Independent and The Financial Times. Studio Zag helped bring Anya's message to life, filling all three stores with over 90,000 plastic bottles, which have been collected by the company employees and their local communities and also recycling depots. This may sound like an astronomical number, but this is how many plastic bottles go into landfill every eight and a half minutes. Visualizing the statistics in this way created an alarming spectacle and really landed the brand message with impact. In keeping with the sustainability message, we minimize the environmental impact of production, choosing to hire rather than produce any new materials for the project. There's a secret structure hidden inside. The window graphics were produced with eco-friendly inks printed onto a completely PVC-free material and all elements were sourced within a 40 mile radius. And we offset the carbon generated during the transportation and installation of this project. It was incredibly important that this message be communicated with an absolute minimum impact on the planet. Retail spaces can be used to communicate sustainability stories with high visibility for a wider reach to inspire change on a bigger level. A strong message cuts through the noise when told in a bold, authentic and surprising way. It can raise awareness of the problems they're facing and offer more sustainable alternatives to the normal linear model of consumption heading towards a circular approach. The future is circular. Brands have recognized the need to drive change in order to reflect consumer mindsets and do less harm to the earth. Circularity should be the end goal for all businesses. Now is the time to get on board or risk consumer disillusionment further down the line. We want to bring our clients and collaborators with us on a circular journey, working towards an approach where displays aren't designed to be thrown away and are given a life beyond the shop floor. 
Napapiri are pioneering a circular approach with the launch of their Skidoo Infinity Jacket. It's the world's first 100% recycled and recyclable jacket. The world's first fully circular jacket. So not only is it made from a pioneering recycled nylon fabric, Econil, that is created from plastic waste removed from the ocean, the brand are also reimagining their approach to consumption by offering a take-back program to close the loop. Once the jacket has reached the end of its life, it can be returned in store for credit towards a new piece and the brand take care of returning it to the manufacturers and recycling it into new product. Studio Zag created an exclusive one-day pop-up event to launch the Infinity Jacket at 18 Montrose, a concept store in London. We designed and fabricated the experience with a minimal waste approach, delivering interactive storytelling, encouraging the visitor to uncover the story behind this groundbreaking product. The consumer journey began with a tactile installation made from Econil, the fabric used to make the jacket. The fabric strips told the stories of its past life as fishing nets and carpet tiles. Visitors were invited to remove those strips of fabric and place them into an infinity jacket shaped box, echoing the fabric's circular journey so that the visitor intuitively understands the product life cycle. Over the course of the event, the words recycled, reimagined, reborn were revealed, further reinforcing the message. And after the event, the fabric strips were then returned to be recycled into new product. This truly feels like a future of temporary retail, creating installations that can transform into the very thing you are selling. Sustainability needs to be woven into the customer journey and retail touch points to build and retain trust and loyalty. Brands need to make sure the social and environmental impact of their products is clear. If their sustainability policy isn't visible, brands risk alienating their customers who are becoming more conscious about their retail footprint. Within the pop-up, guests could get a deeper understanding into the collaboration between Napapiri and Econil through this intimate learning booth that housed a thought-provoking film and animation by Given London. The Infinity Jacket itself took centre stage, encased in a two-way mirrored glass tank, dramatically hidden and revealed with sequential integrated lighting, a really compelling reveal moment at the launch event where visitors took an exclusive first look at the product before the general public. Another booth housed an infinite spectrum of colour, light and reflection, encouraging visitors to interact and take infinite selfies to spread the word. In fact, the four-hour event and over 100 social media posts with an audience reach of over 120,000, further amplifying the message. The last stage of the experience allowed the visitors to get a deeper understanding of the journey of circular innovation that led to the creation of this groundbreaking product, as well as an opportunity for visitors to get closer and touch and feel the product itself. Communication and storytelling was largely on the digital screens or printed onto paper banners or the cardboard plinth that you can see here, which is all relatively low impact. Sustainability was considered in every aspect of the launch event with bespoke zero waste canapes and cocktails by sustainable catering innovator, Mr. Lion. The Infinity launch is a great example of a sustainable product launch with integrity. Visitors here experienced the storytelling through interaction with moments of surprise and intrigue that touched all the senses and created a buzz, but with a minimal waste approach.
Beyond incorporating circular production methods, our favorite brands are innovating and spotlighting groundbreaking new products that manifest their sustainability strategies. It's essential that the type of, the way this type of product is marketed and the environment that it sits in reflects the ethos behind its creation and that that message is communicated loud and clear, leading the way for the industry and showing consumers that more sustainable alternatives exist. We believe that a sustainable approach is fundamental to the future of retail. We have to do things differently from individuals to businesses. We all have our roles to play. Students and people starting out there in their careers, the future is yours to experiment, innovate and disrupt the way that things are done. For businesses, it's our job to drive change and create for the future to make sure our legacy is not one of destruction, but of rebuilding. And for us, it's about using creativity to contribute to the reinvention of our broken retail model to build a more sustainable future for all of us. If you want to know more, I'll be taking questions in a second, but also please follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn and check out our website to explore our sustainability story so far. And that is me. <laughs> Gemma, thanks so much for an amazing presentation. And what I really enjoyed is it was about a celebration of change that's going on. We, I myself am very much, I know I can be very much a doomsday, the end is nigh. And it's so encouraging when you see what these big corporate organisations are doing about change. Um, and even more encouraging to see new younger businesses like yourself. I know you've just celebrated your 10th anniversary but the the how adaptable you can be as a young organization and, and making that change and um, there's some questions that are coming in and everyone's invited to add some more my first question was um you said you just this year launched your new green strategy what what does success look like to you what are, what are the goals that you're aiming for over the next couple of years Thanks, Tom. That's always lovely to hear. Um, so we, so I'm going to introduce Danny, actually, as well, who's joining me on the call. Danny is our strategy and development manager and has been instrumental in um, crafting our green strategy. We actually kicked it off in 2018, towards the end of 2018, but we've been doing a lot of work on it over the past um, six months to kind of resolve it and I might hand over to Danny to talk about our future goals and where we're trying to go with it. Yeah so we looked at the UN's sustainable development goals and tried to align ourselves as much as possible with those so we felt that there was a kind of guiding light and a set of guiding principles as to what we were going to do in the next few years uh, and kind of in the immediate future we're thinking about our packaging and how that can become completely recycled and recyclable so that's obviously a huge impact because everything that we ship uh, needs to be really well packed uh, and so although it seems like a very small thing it's actually really integral to us yeah. um, we're also looking more long term um, at becoming a b corporation which no one knows what that is it's basically a sort of accreditation a business can get and it's kind of extends beyond sustainability looking at business ethics and looking at the way you operate on a much larger scale um, so that's something that fingers crossed it's a lot of work but something that hopefully we'll get next year 
Uh, and then we're also thinking about much bigger concepts about how we could potentially re-engineer the way that we design and produce things so that we could in, start to integrate more circular models in how we work. Um, and we'd also like to become carbon neutral as well by 2025, um, which is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> We've definitely bitten off quite a bit, but it's exciting. <laughs> Yeah, but that's... I think it's important to be ambitious. Um, yeah, brilliant. I mean, it sounds like you've got some really strong ambitions. So obviously anyone who's listened in on this, they can follow you on social media and follow Studio Zag on, on that journey. Um, I've got a couple of questions that have come here, come in. Um, one from Carl says, hi, Gemma, thanks for the great talk. Amazing fact about cork trees and where the bark removed and the CO2 absorbent, oh dear, um, absorbed, that word. Yeah, got it. <laughs> it's absorbing the CO2 um, uh, and has just asked, can cork can be used for floors, walls and ceilings? How about in building construction? I don't, I don't know if you know that. Um, I am not a cork expert, but I was amazed when I heard that information about cork and I thought hmm, we should be using cork a lot more because that is incredible. It's almost like using it is better for the planet than not using it. Um, I have seen cork used in construction, but I don't know if it would be like be able to be used as a, a mono material, as it were. It might be more of a cladding. That would need to go on some sort of substrate um but yeah i'm not that up on my cork over yeah. and above environmental properties um mm -hmm. if i could just add to danny's um information in terms of where we're wanting to go as well just to put this out into the world in the hope that it it comes back we really want to work with with more sustainable brands and clients and we're really on a mission to seek out and champion other brands that are pioneering in sustainability because then we think we can have the room to develop really um, exciting solutions that we can all be on board with and take forward together. Yeah fantastic I always say water finds its own level so once you start networking with people that are also trying to do sustainability and, and shift in that direction yeah you're will grow. Um, I've got another uh, message here from Manola and it says it's very scary around retail management and it can be difficult to convince the um, existing businesses to shift and think differently. Um, I think it's also a, the responsibility of innovative companies like Studio Zag to guide, train and be part of the transition of businesses that are scared to innovate. Um, do you already promote training sessions with your clients? Oh, we do not, but that is a very good idea. I'll be taking that one. I think um, what is encouraging is we are seeing a lot of change within the industry. And of course, there are a lot of people who are not moving with the times, but I think um, there are a lot of massive global corporations where sustainability is really high on their agenda now. And that's in a massive change to the past sort of five years. So if you look at like the fashion pact that's been signed by, I think a third of the fashion industry and the most uh, sort of 
fundamental key players, the Gucci group, Kering, even uh, LVMH, like everyone who's anyone is within that. And they are working collaboratively towards three major objectives. Um, Danny, maybe you can tell me what they are because I can't remember off the top of my head. If you have that information to hand, no and pressure. Lowering carbon, uh, promoting Thank biodiversity, you. and I think cleaning the oceans as well. Yeah. Cleaning goals. But I think what's really exciting now versus the way things have been done is there's so much collaboration happening where people who would have previously been competition to each other are now saying, do you know what, the fight against climate change is more important than our competition against each other. So you're seeing a lot of progress happening much more rapidly. For example, like Adidas and Allbirds collaborating to produce a shoe. Hopefully they'll get there to produce a shoe with um, the carbon footprint is something like a, a tenth of what it would normally be on a shoe. And because you've got the power of Adidas and then the innovation of all birds are able to move much more quickly to a solution and we do sort of need speed at the moment. Brilliant um, I've got another question here from Dominique it says hi Gemma really enjoyed your presentation uh, when you started out changing your business concept and switching to the sustainable way of working how did your clients react to your corporate um, do you cooperate with clients who are not interested in sustainability um, and just want fast results. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like you can just close down one way of working and open up another way of working, unfortunately, or we haven't found that. Um, so what we're aiming for is progress and we're sort of on a journey to get there. Um, obviously this year has been pretty devastating for retail and many, many industries because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, we're not in a position currently to say, no, we cannot work with certain people um, because we need to still evolve and create work. And it is a dichotomy at work there. So, I believe that if people work with us, we will offer the best, most sustainable solution that we can within the constraints of time frame and budget, which are always our most pressing constraints. Um, but we haven't got to a stage yet where we're able to say, no, we will only work on um, super sustainable projects because it will probably um, just be very difficult to continue as a business in that spirit right now but that is where we want to get to but it's a journey to get there and I think your the reference points of looking at the sustainable development goals they're a 50-year plan to mm. achieve by 2030 and I think we, we kind of the world can't just stop and reset yeah COVID by all means is giving us many opportunities to stop and reset and think about things slightly differently but yeah, I agree. It's 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 a process, and we've as a as a planet, we've given ourselves that fifteen year time frame to see what we can change and achieve within that time frame. Um, I'm conscious of the time. We've got two minutes, and I'd like to give you an opportunity to do a, a final sort of takeaway plug. There is one question here that says. Um, just from an anonymous attendee, they've said they found the Napa uh, Puri jacket. Um, 
and it doesn't mention that it's from recycled material but I, I think not all of their jackets are recycled is that correct so no i would say not all of their jackets are recycled um that should be made from 100 percent recycled and recyclable material so the fabric that is used and the wadding and the zip and everything it's all made of nylon but it's different forms of nylon it's all by this company Aquafil, who own Econil. It should, yeah, it should be. It's the Infinity Jacket. That's mm -hmm. the one you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And their whole name is, you know, around the fact that it it goes on forever. So yeah. yes, it should be 100% recycled. Um, Gemma, do you have a parting sort of take, oh, a thought? Sorry, that's the, put you on no, the- I think it's just about, um, as I said at the end of my presentation, really, using creativity and innovating and not being afraid to like disrupt and try new things because the way that things are currently um, or the way that things have been, we can't go on like that. And so it's really about using everyone's creativity to build a more sustainable future for all of us. Fantastic, couldn't have said it better myself. Gemma, we've reached our time, so I'd like to thank uh, both yourself and Daniel for coming along and letting us know what studio Zag are up to. Again, anyone listening, please do follow these guys on social media because all of the different projects and successes that they're having within this green strategy, I'm sure that you're going to be sharing in, in the future partnerships. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, thank, thank you again so much, Gemma. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sustainability Research Pod. This is one of a series of podcasts where members of the Sustainability Research Group, hosted at London South Bank University, share their work and work with others in the sustainability field. Please share and subscribe to wherever you find your podcasts to automatically receive more episodes.